I'm ready to roll. Boom. World's on fire. Amen. The culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass <gasps> the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm running a little bit low on energy. We had a, we had a great weekend around here. Valentine's and, and I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jack, we can hear you. Quite a great weekend around here, and I don't want to I don't want to pound most of you in the face talking about everything we did here when you couldn't be here because it may seem boring to you. But I got some stuff that I want to make sure that I that I cover and uh some some of the revelation, personal revelations that I have from this weekend to give you guys a, those who made it a, an opportunity to be able to talk about some of it. But I, I made some notes here, so bear with me just a second on show number uh, 1,910, if you can believe that, 1,910 shows, uh, been, been unbelievable. And uh, I wrote some notes down. We jump out here and get running. They're going to open it up and hear a little bit from you. But uh, Tracy's got a raised hand already. What, go ahead, Tracy. What do you, what do you want to say? Oh, I'm sorry. But, but the Lord took me somewhere today, and it had something to do with the event. And even though I was only able to come for a little bit on Sunday, just what it means just for that couple hours to me and the friendships that we have made over these years that I have been included in the queue. But if you don't mind me just reading just a real quick read, um, Coach, um, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 15.33. First Corinthians. Be not- hang on. Hang yeah, on. First, that's first okay. I'm sorry. 1 <laughs> Corinthians 15.33. Okay. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Oh, boy. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Take inventory of the people in your life and build friendships with like-minded people who bring you closer to the many blessings the Lord has in store for you. And I feel that every single time I'm around this fellowship. And um, I just wanted to to say that this morning and i just love each and every one of you and thanks for all you do <laughs> thanks tracy thanks Tracy. i want uh i want i want to do a little bit of a recap we've got a bunch of pictures we're going to show here thanks. in a minute folks i'm doing this for a reason okay i'm not doing it to uh i just I'm, I, there's a message in in the midst of all this just, so bear with me um I was really impacted by Sunday morning's church service. We had, we, had, we did church Sunday morning. Uh, Tim uh, Dale Sosha led the praise and worship. It was really really good. And and uh, uh, Tim Tubra, Pastor Tim from Oregon, des- delivered the message, and it was really really good. And uh, at the uh, the beginning, when we opened up the service, we kind of. We did Dale, Dale's praise and worship, which was really, really good, as I said. And then I, I was kind of back there, and, and um, we're going to take communion. We passed out communion to everybody, and I said that 
talking to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit talking to me, he's going he's gonna to lead communion. Now understand this, we're sitting under the big top. There's what, I don't know, service on Sunday, 70, maybe, seven people. Maybe, we had maybe 85 people that came throughout the course of the weekend. 70 of us sitting under the big top. All of us trained on how to do church. You with, you with me? We all know how to do church, right? You walk in, you sit down, shake hands, and right, we all know how the order of service goes. And uh, so I'm last thing I want to do is do the order of service. Is one I hate that. And uh, so um, I'm sitting in the back of the room, and I said, uh, we're going to do communion. We passed out communion to everybody. And I, and I said, God, Lord, who's going to – who's the professional Christian that's going to do communion? Because that's what it is, right? You, gotta, you certainly got to be a trained priest of some kind in order to be able to handle those elements, right? Have to be. So I'm looking around at who could do it. And my eyes – Focused on, um, I was get, I was getting messed up because I coached his brother as well, and uh, my eyes went to Michelle. My brain's dead. My brain's dead. I want to say Kyle, but it's not Kyle. It's Ryan. Ryan. Thank you, Jesus. Ryan, young Ryan, twenty three year old Ryan, who I coached a couple years of football at FCA. And the Lord said, ask Ryan to do it. I'm telling you, that's how the Lord communicates to me, okay? Ask Ryan to do it. It wasn't audible. God and I aren't having a conversation, but Holy Spirit does live inside me. And I thought, Ryan, Ryan. So, so I, I picked, up, picked up and moved over a little bit farther and sat down beside my wife and said to Michelle, who should I get to do to communicate? See, I heard the Lord. Right? <laughs> I heard what the Lord said. But I, we don't always do what the Lord tells us to do. We want to the Bible says my sheep hear my voice, another voice you won't hear. And uh, so I said to Michelle, uh, what, what do you think? And she says, well, what about Ryan Stalder? <laughs> I can't make, you can't make it up. <laughs> and I, so I got up and I walked over to Ryan. And I don't know if you listen out there, Ryan. I'm not trying to embarrass you. And I walked over to Ryan. I said, hey, Ryan, um, he's 24, I think he said. Young guy, in my eyes, he's a young guy. We need young people. And Ryan said, uh, I said, Ryan, uh, how would you like to lead communion this morning? Have you ever done that? No, no. I said, how would you like to lead? Would you like to lead communion, Ryan? And he said, uh, Coach, uh, I've never done that, but I'd like to. I thought, cool, man. So we're not good at church. We're not good in church. We're not good in the church structure church environment of using other people's skills. We're just not good at it. The pastor does it, and the pastor picks who gets to go next and what this is going to be here. And No, we can't have you do it, Clay, because sometimes you get off on a tangent, and we don't want to go down that way, Clay. So we have to make sure that everything is structured here, right? So so Ryan did his did a great job, just communion out of his heart, reference the scripture out of his heart, led us all through it. And... Uh, <clears throat> Then we went from uh, communion to prayer. What? Yeah, yeah. We called on, I said, is there a professional pastor in here? Somewhere, can we find a professional pastor, please, that would lead us in prayer? And uh, we couldn't find a professional pastor. We didn't look for one. I don't even remember who led us in prayer, but it wasn't a professional pastor, I don't think. 
And then we went from there. I jumped in front and grabbed the microphone. I'm talking about Sunday morning service now. I grabbed the microphone and I said, uh, uh, a lot of ang- uh, we, just, we just did praise and worship and talked about how much we all love the Lord. And the Holy Spirit said to me, don't you? A lot of people in here love me, but their hearts are dark with anger and resentment. Ooh, oh, yeah, I said that. I said that because the Holy Spirit said it. And I said, you know, how many of you really, really, although you claim to love the Lord, are caring right now in your heart, if somebody mentions a per- certain person's name, you cringe. That's all of us, isn't it? Somebody, to be honest, that's all of us. Lord said, don't, bring, don't even bring that junk before me. Don't you come in here and tell me how much you love me and then carry a grudge. Don't you do that. And uh, so we broke up into small groups and prayed for one another that we would learn to forgive, and release that forgiveness. And then we moved on to praying for families and prodigals and some different things. And uh, I mean, man, this whole, this whole church service is all out of whack. It's all out of whack. And uh, Tim Tuber got up and gave a, uh, gave a sermon on Sunday morning. And it was powerful. Because Tim didn't get up there and preach at us. He said, open your Bible to this scripture. And he had, he was going to read my thing. I said, hey, who will read it? Hey, somebody in here, audience participation, who will read it? Gary Dunlap stands up and he reads that scripture. And Tim explains it a little bit. He didn't spend the whole service on that scripture. He said, hey, okay, so now open your Bible and go to Second Timothy, uh, go there. Who are going to read that? Of course, Gary wanted to read it again. I said, no, 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 Gary, not you, somebody else. And gradually, Tim went through about 10 10 different scriptures, and different people stood up in in the middle of church, right in the middle of church. And they hadn't been ordained. They hadn't been anything. They just stood up in the middle of church, and they read a scripture. It's like unbelievable. Probably for the first time in their lives, they participated in church. And I got to talking to Tim afterwards. And I realized, I'm not, look, I love y'all, so I'm going to tell you the truth. At the heart of most religion, most churches, most kingdoms, church, self-built kingdoms, at the heart of most of it is control. It's, it's control. We want to control the Holy Spirit. We want to control the flow of the Spirit. We want to block the Bible says that when you come together, each one has, some has a song, some has a prayer. This is, church is supposed to be a unified discussion amongst believers where you learn to edify, build up, and pray for, and get involved in the lives of other people. And the American church couldn't be any farther from that. In fact, we try to get 5,000 member churches so we don't know each other. You with me? Am I with me out there? You understand what I'm talking about? And I realized that even though people want to call us a cult, I looked around that uh, under that tent, and people had come from 17 different states. 17 different states under that tent. And all of them searching for what the Bible says. I've got it written down. We don't have to go there. Yes, we do have to go there, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is. And I want you to ask yourself, in your Christian walk, 
bear with me as, as I read this. This is really, hey, look, this is really important. This is really important. Do we begin again to commend ourselves or need we as some others epistles of condemnation to you or letters of condemnation from you? In other words, we need to edify. Huh? You need to have all your documents in line and all that stuff. He says, you see, you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. <clears throat> For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with a spirit of the living God, not on tables of stone, but it's written on the fleshly tablets of your heart. And how many of you go to church every Sunday or used to go every Sunday with something in your heart and you never got a chance to say anything about it? And such trust we have through Christ to Godward. Now that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God, who also hath made us able, he has made us able ministers. Talking about you, Myra. Talking about you, Tracy. Talking about you, Jack. Talking about you, Mary Beth. Talking about you, Clay. Talking about you, Vinny. Talking about you, Rodney. You are an able minister of the New Testament. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth. That's what, and that's what we fight. We fight on the letter of the law, but the Spirit giveth life. Mm. But if the administration of death, written and engraved in stones, was glorious, see, if it was just about the, the, the words written in that Bible, without the living out of those words written in this Bible, it ain't no, it ain't no good. Engraved in stones was glorious that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away with. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be much more glorious? How can we get together and the Holy Spirit be locked in a cage someplace? Hmm. For if the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more doth the ministration of righteousness exceed glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which was done away was glorious, how much more, (laughs) this new life in Christ, how much more glorious is this new life in Christ than that old letter of the law that we tried to follow? And seeing then, that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. Not as Moses, to put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel cannot steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Yeah, (laughs) veil over your face, masking up. But their minds are blinded. For until this day remaineth the same veil, wow, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. Christ revealed the Old Testament. But even under this day when Moses has read the veils upon their heart, they read it, but they don't get it. They read it. They can read it now. But there's a veil on their heart. Why is there a veil on your heart? Because you never get a chance to exercise what's put into your heart. You never ask. There's never a demand put on your faith in church. Somebody say amen out there for me. Although, Chad, I'm not looking for approval. Boom. Boom. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. 
where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Wow. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Can I tell you something? Your pastor ain't no more righteous than you, dear. Sorry. He ain't no more righteous than you. We are all ministers of the gospel of the kingdom. And what blew me away is to watch again on Sunday morning in a church service. No regiment order service. Can I say something? Can, is it, can I get your approval to do? Can None. The freedom of the spirit to be able to move. And we are in the American church. Sorry. Our churches are about control. Let me, let me tell you this. Tim Tube, I don't know if Tim's, I know he's out there listening. Tim got thrown out of, can you imagine this? Tim got thrown out of the four square, whatever the heck that is. What's a four square? Whatever it was, he got thrown out of it. Because why? He didn't follow their rules and their regulations and their way of doing service. And did you know that if you're a part of the Methodist church and you want to break away from the Methodist church, the Methodist, the Methodist church owns the building. You can't even use the building. They own it. Not just Methodists, but every every one of them. There's, hey, friends, are you looking at me? There's no liberty in Christianity. There is no liberty in Christianity. In fact, some of you, as I saw on Saturday, have found liberty amongst us, and your friends are telling you you're in a cult because they cannot understand liberty. They don't. They don't understand it. And if we were to sit down on, on Saturday and talk about our differences, well, we could focus on our differences. And I'm sure we didn't have all the same theological beliefs. We didn't focus on it. We focused on what united us. We, we, I, I, I'm amazed every time I go to Sky High. Johnny Burkeen's still here. Uh, Tim Tuber's still here. Steve Deck's still here. Still making repairs. Still going around. The giftings in the body of Christ are so unbelievably amazing. And nobody ever puts a demand on it. You go to church so they can tell you what to do. Can I tell you this? That's all That's all Catholicism is. That's all of this. I grew up in it. You, hey, you can be a Catholic and you can love Jesus all you want to. But, buddy, you break any of their rules. Woo! jeez. <laughs> oh, huh? oh, my goodness. Heaven forbid you'd ever come into a good old Presbyterian church and the Holy Spirit would speak through you and you stand up and begin uttering tongues. They'd run you out of the place. Yes or no? And so as the weekend wound down, is winding down, uh, I just want to say to all of you out there, if it's a cult that we're in and I'm in control and I'm in charge, you ought to want to be part of it. Because we have the most unbelieving, believable, giving, loving, caring people under under that tent. My verb, didn't, my verb didn't line up. No, it's, a, it's just a smear. It's a smear. It's projection in this direction. There's nothing cult-like about our fellowship. We love each other. We if, help each so, other. So, Vinny, if the Spirit of the Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty, what's the opposite of that? 
where the spirit of the Lord isn't, there's bondage and control. Would you all agree with that? Mm, and ask yourself, Amen. ask yourself this very simple question. In your church, is there liberty or regiment? Right? That's all, that's all we need to know. So some of you just got to understand that, that you're walking for the first time, maybe some of it in your life are walking in real liberty. And anybody who was at that event this weekend knows this. This wasn't a this wasn't a Coach Dave uh, micromanaged power trip. I'm in control. We're going to do this. In fact, sometimes I didn't even know what the schedule was. And I endured as I wrote down here, and then unbelievable. I, I, Roger Weaver gave a teaching on on uh, trusts and. Uh, what they call that wills it's unbelievable it's not, i i thought man everybody you know what's so sad i said you know what everybody could be here right now getting this free message from roger they could be here right now you have to go get a they have to go to a lawyer pay him 180 dollars whatever to talk to him and there he, there he was spitting all that stuff out and mark trump gave the most unbelievable talk on sorry frequencies and the healing power available to us that God created all these frequencies and it's not new age it's old age God created them the healing power of that and Emma ta- taught on fermenting food and what I, I mean I, I don't even, I mean I mean it's all, it was all good and Chad came out of his shell did wonderful things and Mark Trump again did a teaching on frequency. I went up to him after and said, Mark, you got to tape that. You got to tape that. Because what do we do? We turn to doctors who want to medicate us. And hey, how about this? Take off your shoes and walk around barefoot a little bit. You might start getting hell- healed. <laughs> your doctor's telling you, put on shoes, right? I mean, come on, come on. So I just, uh, I watched. I watched people who think they're inadequate really don't have any place to see. pitch in and do stuff. It was amazing. Fix tractors. Clay's wife, Kathleen, worked her tail off, washing dishes, cleaning things up. Nobody ever said a word to her. She just did it. She just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Doing it. Crazy. Oh, I'm just telling you. That's the way Christianity is supposed to operate. Not under anybody's thumb. Not by a rigid schedule. Not by some king. How come they ever never call your local church a cult? How come that's not a cult? 16 or 17 different states were there. How can that possibly be a cult? Pull up some pictures. I want to walk up through it. I got I got some stuff to share. Clay's gonna sit in for me today at Brideon. So why? Because I'm I'm worn out. And I'm gonna take Tim Tuber to the airport and I'm gonna enjoy my time with, with Tim Tuber. And you know what else? Clay's a faithful dude. 
and he deserves the opportunity to do it. Boom. So tune yeah. in and watch Clay. Tune in and watch Clay today, right? And if there's anything that I'm most proud of, Pass Assault Ministries, me, my wife, what we try to do is we try to help you engage your faith. You have to do it my way. You don't have to do. You don't have to be under my control. Uh, who's coaches number two? Huh? Who's coach? I, I, my wife's my number two. My wife's my number one. I don't know where Steve Deck would be on the list. Steve just comes and works and fixes and he just does stuff. Is he number two? Is he number one? What was that? What's that even got to do? Lord sees what you do, Steve. Lord saw what you. Lord saw what you did, Kathleen. Lord saw it. Hmm? Yeah, he did. He did. Lord saw what you did, Bobby. Lord saw it. Amen. Amen. So let's just, just real quickly, I'm just going to roll through some pictures here. This is, uh, just keep clicking, and I'll tell you when to stop. Just give give a couple second pause. This is all under the big top. Don't tread on me. May I have a table set up? That's before we got gone. We rented the tent, restrooms. Just we're just out under we're just out under the big top, and and people come together. John Brockoff was able to bring some of his books and share his his books, his life with us. Going, just keep going. Just, there we are. Huh? John Diamond came and talked to us about Coach Dave making a funny face because they say I'm always doing this in the camera. This is my beautiful wife, and look at those girls. It's Kathleen, thanks, Kathleen. Roger Weaver. Roger put on most unbelievable fireworks display. We ate, we ate so much food. I tell everybody I'd come back just for the food. Three wonderful meals. Keep going, go on, John. Keep going, man, because there's a bunch of pictures. Pies and ice cream and uh, fellowship and sitting around getting to know Mark Trump. Oh, what a teaching he did on unbelievable. Uh, Mark's wife, Judy. Dale was Sosha and Abigail and the praise and worship they did and what a Dale came a long way to be part of it. He sang songs that nobody had ever heard, and they were so anointed. They had a couple of baptisms. Okay. So I don't want to make you feel bad that you weren't there, but I hope you feel bad you weren't there. No, just kidding. Some of you couldn't get there. I get it. I get it. We're grateful for all of you. And I just want to open it up right now because I could go, I could go a lot of, a lot of hmm. folks, listen to me. Religion is bondage. Let's say it again. Religion is bondage. Boom. Denominationalism is bondage. If you are loyal as a Baptist your whole life, it's no different, in my opinion, than joining a secret society. Although it's not, I, you get what I'm saying, right? That's a cult. You don't like Southern Baptists. You don't think that's a cult? You don't think Presbyterianism is a cult? If you change towns, why do you go look? If you're a Presbyterian and you change churches, you go, I'm sorry, you moved to a new town, why do you look for a Presbyterian church? Because it's your cult. It's because it's your cult. It's your cult. Bobby wants me to talk real quickly. Uh, not uh, real quick. Uh, throw up. Uh, Bobby's going to have a camping event for men. That's coming up here in a couple. Can you pull that up here, John? I didn't give you much warning on that. 
Come on, men, come and get together. Iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen the countenance of his brother. And we're going to do this on July 14th. Yes, you can be tent camping. Yes, you can pull in a camper. Yes, you can come and be part of it. We're going to do some, some more good training. But see, I don't even care about that. I care about the fellowship. Mel's going to talk about the Liberty Network. Diamond's going to talk about uh, what John Diamond talks about, lodging. It's, folks, it ain't, look, you're not just coming to be lectured to. So let's start start filling that thing up. Hang on, one more thing. What am I looking for? Uh, nah, I'm not going to talk about that. Myra, come on in. Let's open it up. Let's hear some testimonies or whatever the Lord's laid on your heart. Well, we're going to take, uh, take a risk here and I'm going to give the control of the microphone over to you peons. Uh, thank you Holy Spirit for leading us in all truth Galatians 5 13 through 14 it is written for Britain ye have been called unto liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the fresh but by love serve one another for all the law is fulfilled in one word even in this Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta share this because on Friday, on Sunday morning service, <clears throat> uh, I one of the things that happened on Sunday morning, I stepped to the microphone and said, "Listen, the Holy Spirit just told me that somebody in here spent every cent they had to get here. I don't know who that is. Maybe more than one of you. But if that's you." And you have a financial need, raise your hand. Because I was going to meet it. Or somebody in that room was going to meet it. I mean, it's, I'm just telling you, it was. And there was a pregnant pause, and nobody said anything. So then I'm thinking, well, Lord, why would you say that to me? From all those people, I know you told me somebody needed, needed some money. Nobody did. So I took off and went on with it, went and did our baptism, came back and came back to my baptism. There was somebody sitting in my living room and said, Coach, that was me. (laughs) That was me. And they apologized, said, you know what? I should have done it, but I just figured there was somebody that needed it more than me. So those of you out there say, I see Coach was saying this, Lord wasn't speaking to him. He did. Yes, he did. Right? So that's that's all good. Tracy, come on in. Um, I know I've probably said this before, but, um, you know, I've been accused of being in a cult ever since I've gotten in this fellowship, too. And, you know, you follow this guy around all over the country and this and that. And I'm like, you sit in the same darn building and listen to the same pastor that you say isn't feeding you. Who's in the cult? Who is in the cult? Not me. I'm going where I'm fed. I'm following where I'm being fed the word of God and you're sitting in this same building every Sunday after Sunday and you tell me that you're not getting anything. Come on, wake up. Amen, Tracy. And you didn't need our permission not to come nor our permission to come and we didn't make you pay dues to be part of us, right? Huh? You come and go as you want to. Glad you came. Glad you came. Julie. All I can say is, wow. Um, 
the fellowship this weekend <clears throat> was I can't even words can't even describe it. I mean, it's family, and I just thank God for you and Michelle for putting on this, you know, and what you do, what you guys do in and out of everyday life, and you guys been just such a blessing and. Everybody, in the, well, not everybody, but most people too that I have close relationships, you know, they have just blessed me beyond measure. And yeah. God's got divine appointments to connect people, to to make it feel like family where, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't even get that love from my own family. Not like you guys. And I just want to thank God for all of you. Thanks. Amen. 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 And, uh, Look, I've been given the gift of leadership. I don't need praised for doing my job. Do you understand that? You understand Amen. that? Somebody's got to lead. Michelle and I have been given that gift. We're no more special than the worker bee. We're no more special than Kathleen washing the dishes. We're no more special than Steve Depp fixing the electric. You've got a gift. Use your gift. And quit following people and leaders. Man, well, you got to follow somebody. I get that. I understand that. Glenn, come on in. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit really uh, was in that meeting, Coach. I, you know, it was it was great. There were there was prayer called for a, a couple of times, not just on Sunday. And people had an opportunity to, to not only be prayed for, but other people had an opportunity to pray for them. Uh, and so to exercise that. Uh, and it was just great to, to, to be able to be up close and personal with, with guys that are in the queue that, that you really don't have a chance to speak to every day. It was great to get a chance to um, get to know Joe Allen a little bit more and to talk with Bobby and, and to have some great conversations with Tim. Uh, and it just, um, that's why it's important, I think, to, to come to these, uh, because you can't have, we all, we live hundreds of miles away, sometimes thousands of miles away from each other. And so you have to seize the opportunity when you have it uh, to, to come together and, and just renew relationships with people. It, it was it was something else. I mean, time of renewal. And I think of Bob Havenstreit and his wife. They drive all the way from Arkansas. And what what a blessing those folks are. What a blessing. And it matters so much to them that they do, that they make that sacrifice to come. Look, I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. Please don't feel guilty. That's not, that's not the point. But you know what, folks? Sometimes in order for you to grow, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things what was it somebody once said to have something you never had you're going to have to do something you've never done i'm not trying to make you feel guilty okay don't feel guilty trying to encourage it applies in all of life in all of life stand up and speak eileen tess shows up with her husband they come from i keep wanting to say illinois but detroit they come down i know they were i know they were blessed uh, you just start talking. Jeannie Field, I'm looking at the names. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Folks that showed up. and part of, Fred Mosley showed up. He wasn't there very long. Showed up with his wife. He's just, he's just, man, 
is good. Betty, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Go ahead, Betty. And Randy, Randy did his new song. They played a new song. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, Randy. They played it. Go ahead, Betty. Uh, yes. Um, I tell you what, I just loved coming because it's I love being with family. And I am more accepted by this family than my own. And the love between each other, just everybody, just watching everybody is such an amazing experience. Everybody's so, it's so inspirational and such a blessing. And, uh, you know, they have all so many talents and they can bless each other. Well, you know, we can bless each other. And through those talents, we learn. We learn to do better in this department or that field or whatever, just like Mark Trump or, or learning about trust funds from Roger Weaver, whatever. And so I want to also say that Glinda and Sherry, they just had a great time. It was their first event. And I think they were, uh, Glinda kind of has a really great church down in Wilmington, but Sherry, I think she was just amazed too, you know. And also my question is, uh, the thing is, we need a fellowship that lasts a week long. Because there were so many people I wanted to sit down and talk to for like an hour or two. And it was just like hop, 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 hop. And yes. it was just, it was amazing. And thank you, uh, Coach and Michelle and those who worked behind the scene for all they did. Amen, Amen Betty. And, uh, you know, we run a, uh, one of the things we struggle with when we come together like that is, do we do teachings or do we just let people fellowship? We try to keep you busy, but the whole idea is get to to leave there a different person than you came. That's that's really what we want. Randy, we missed you, Randy. Coach, I missed everybody. I really wanted to be there. It just didn't, couldn't happen. But, Coach, I, there's not one person in this group, in this fellowship, that I couldn't just go sit down and just listen to and just be – I don't even have to speak. I, I wouldn't even need to speak. I would just be edified by their love, by their by their blessing, by their testimony, by their – their edification by their presence, whatever it is, just I could just sit there and moss it and and feel the 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 spirit of God and just and be blessed and be stronger and be fueled, Lord and Coach. That is a testament to what an assembly really is, Coach. That yep. is the true. If you can't say that about where you're going or fellowshipping, you you're not getting that. You are not assembling. And. It's putting the pieces together, huh? putting the pieces together. And, you know, I, I uh, just reminded, actually, Michelle just reminded me what, what Gary Pierce did behind the scenes to carry the carry, I'm just telling you, man, I'm just telling you. They say, well, who's Coach Dave's right-hand man? I got 10 of them. <laughs> I got 10 of them. And, I, you know, I could just I could just go on and on. Steve People, Dick Steve Dick never stops moving. That guy never stops. He moving. never stands still. You know what his love is serving, and you know what really breaks my heart. There's a hundred. Oh, there's a bunch of folks in here right now who have the heart to serve. And can I tell you the truth? No place to serve. No, you're not ordained yet, or you're not whatever to do it at your local church. It's that breaks my heart. Because I, I sit there and I see the gifts. I see the gifts of the body. It's, ma- it's just amazing. It's amazing. The things that I, I told uh, Johnny Burkeen and Steve, said, you guys are like my big brothers. I never had. I had big brothers. You're teaching me stuff I, I, I never, ever knew. 
fixing stuff, changing this and doing that and plugging it. Amazing. Got home last night and our and our our septic tanks overflowing. And the next thing I look out there, the depth's got the cover off, and Johnny's right there beside him, and they're exercising their gift. They're not serving me. They're exercising their gift. Ah, if we could get, if we could just catch a vision for this. Jeff, go on. Jeff Klein. Coach, it was really neat. I got to bring Mary Jane with me Saturday night. We hung out for a few hours Saturday evening. You know the whole highlight of the evening was, and it was great seeing everybody, shaking hands, hugging people, different people we've seen. Mary Jane got to meet quite a few that she'd never met. But the one thing that struck me, I was just thinking about this. We're sitting, when we first got there, a young person walked up to Mary Jane, and she, she didn't have a clue who it was. I mean, not a clue. But you know what? I got to spend the last 20 years with my brother in Christ, John Paulson. And there was his son, William. <laughs> and we ain't seen William in two or three years. I don't know how long it's been. Mary Jane didn't know who it was. Got big, you got big. Like, where are you? Oh, I'm so glad you told me you were. They hugged and talked, and we get to chat with John. But of all the people, somebody right here in my own area, got to see John and William. You know what I mean? It was a great, that was worth it all right there. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Yep. Amen. Amen. Joe Allen, <clears throat> then Rochelle. <laughs> How's that song go? I don't know. We have power, power. We have power in our Lord. We had power believers, and we had yeah. power underneath that tent. Well, there's power, power, when the working power in the blood of the Lamb. There's power under that tent, man. Every skill set needed. And if we were forced to go live in community, the people under that tent, we, we could make it happen, man. Absolutely. Huh? And I, again, my, it grieves my heart that most American Christianity never helps you develop your gift. It has to grieve the Lord. But it becomes about the guy running the show and what he wants to do. You need some vision. The Bible says well, there's no vision that people perish, mean run around without direction. Certainly we need leadership, but we don't need commanders with a thumb on top of us needed their approval to do the gift that the Lord gave me. We don't need that. It's killing us. Rochelle, then Jeannie. Hey, good morning, team. Um, I'm so glad you guys had a successful weekend. I, I wish I was there. You don't know. Hey, listen, we had it. We had it. Right? You understand? Yes. You were there, too. You were there, too. It wasn't just Thank us you. and you guys. We were all there. Well, um, I went to church Sunday and did, did not have – a wonderful experience. As a matter of fact, I came home from church, sat down to my computer, and I put out a message, and I titled it, Watch as a Sheep Delivers a Message to the Castrated Pastors of America, <laughs> because I'm not going back there. I I take time out of my day. I get up, get dressed, um, get my stuff. I pay them money. I do all these things. I can't even tell you what he talked about. I don't even remember the message and I have been blessed with some good pastors in my life and they feed, they feed us. They give us something to think about, not just for the day, for the entire week. Not today, not today. This is what I wrote. My God is great. He loves and he hates. You only preach the love side when for us, Jesus died, but you forget to relate, avoid the debate of repenting for sin 
let that sweet spirit in. You've been given a choice. Preacher, find your voice. (laughs) Call out to the sheep. Connect and go deep. You might lose a few from the standard of true. They might shed a tear if you don't tickle their ear. But if it's in God you trust, speaking truth is a must. My God is great. He loves and he hates. I wish I could have been there wow. with you guys. I love you all so much. And um, I, I'm planning for next year. Nothing's going to stop me. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's good. That's good. That's, that's right. Amen. 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 Jeannie, come on in. Good to see you, Jeannie. Hi, Coach. Oh, it was the best, the best decision ever. I am so grateful I drove. I came. And I had every excuse in the book I was trying to use not to come. And the minute I walked on your property, Michelle greeted me with um, Susie. I mean, I just, I put names and faces together to people in the queue that I've seen the last five years. And I'm just telling you, there's just nothing like it. I I Mm -hmm. had the best day ever and I'll never forget it. And actually, I think I'll cross it off my bucket list now, but I do want to try to get back there. If my feet will hold up, I am going to come back. So thank you, Coach. Thanks, Jeannie, for being part of it. God bless you. George McCloy. Come on in, George. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, there's, if you go to the church, you probably have 30 seconds to shake three or four people's hand that you don't get to talk to. But when I came out there, Coach, I was able to not only talk with people and meet people that I didn't, I saw their names in the queue, but I didn't meet them. They witnessed to me and laid hands on me and prayed over me that's never happened to me before in the church Mm. i'm grateful coach thank you amen where the spirit of the lord is there's liberty not bondage not bondage Uh -uh. when you come to church baby when you gather with the saints you ought to be more free than any time during your your life your day huh that's where it's supposed to be The spirit of the Lord is freedom, liberty to be you, say what you want without fear of retribution. Amen, amen. Mark Trump, Mark, your presentation was unbelievable. Thanks, Coach. I got so many comments on that. Wow, wow. Thanks, Coach. There's there's more. I'll try to package it better so people can walk away with something. I felt like I, I wasn't prepared, but maybe even just a brochure or cut sheet or something. I'll try to figure it out. Maybe I can distribute that through the show uh, to everyone that came, you know, that sort of thing. Yes. But I I wanted to just thanks. Thank you, coach and everyone for organizing and giving us a chance to get together. It's, it was just amazing. And I met a guy who was on the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower in the Mediterranean with me when Hussein invaded Kuwait. So we actually served together during the Gulf Wars, and him and his son came and got to play horseshoes with him, Coach. And the guy, that was, on amazing... the boat, the guy that was on the boat with you, and yes. you didn't even in know Navy, each other. In the Navy, he was he was a machinist mate. He's probably on the cause names, John. And, and I'm just saying the opportunities that were presented for everyone. One of the biggest blessings I got, Coach, was getting to meet George. Mm. George is walking around heavy, heavy. He's carrying a BFG, right? Yes. But he needs to be, he needs to be 
more equipped. So everyone's coming to George, and I just witnessed it. So it was such a blessing from seeing George in the queue to begin with, to see where he's at now. Where is that guy going, Coach? Huh? Where's that guy going? So just love everyone in the huddle. Uh, I tell you, I, I, I do. Even, even when you don't get along, you love on them. I don't get along with everyone, but I love them, Coach, because I know it's in their heart. Amen. I really, really, really do. So Amen. just take, take that on and uh, keep going, Coach. I'll be showing up. Bye-bye. Yeah, Mark, you're uh, dude, you're you're valuable. I don't know if can you see tube right here, Tim? Can I can there? See, he's got on a shirt that might be conflicting a little oh, bit yeah. with my green screen. Right? Check it, check it, yeah. There he is. I put my hand up. He pops in. I'll keep my hand up there. Tim, I was bragging on you. Go ahead and uh, give us your because I got to get Tim on a plane back to Oregon here today. Steve Deck's over here. Uh, these guys have been amazing. Go ahead. I'll keep my hand right there, Tim. And evidently the green screen will get you okay. Hey, it was so much fun. But I wanted when Coach was saying we're all the same. No, no, Coach, I'm not. Send me your money. I'm the greatest. <laughs> Steve and I were joking about that earlier. Uh, anyway, yeah. Okay, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Joel. Anyway, hey, it was a great time, guys. I met so many cool people. I had so much fun talking. Uh, man, I just couldn't name off all the names. So yeah, next year we're we're in, aren't we, so, everyone? So Tim, uh, just real quickly, because I was talking about denominationism and control and no liberty and and your four square, as that's why they call it, right? Yep. yep. The, the eldership, the leadership, they just hammered you, didn't they, Tim? Yeah, they kicked the what out of me. But that's okay because I have a couple of good friends that uh, held me accountable, and we went through it just fine. And now I've got co-chair. So God always puts somebody in your life that you get to relate with. Uh, and have a good time with. So, yeah. Okay. Amen. 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 Steve Deck. They want to see. They, they want to see Steve. They just came. They just came bursting in the house. I don't even know if they knocked. And came down the escalator to the million dollar assembly. Uh, there's Steve. There, there, there I am. Okay, Steve. So I don't know if you heard this earlier. Somebody said they watched you. You've never. Oh, Stop was, moving. Yeah, yeah. How did they get by your security, Coach? Yeah, you need better security. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Snuck in the back door, I guess, right? Yeah. So, what's on your mind, Steve? Go ahead, share. No, it's been it's been a great week. I just listen. I was gifted with a talent, and I I just give it out freely as much as I can. And I, I had a great great week being here as well as fellowship with everybody. It's great seeing everyone. Thank you. Amen. And uh, you know, it's it's guys like Steve. He don't, Steve, he don't want he don't want anything other than just my wife to feed him and. Let him do Let him do his thing. So, folks, again, y'all got a gift. Y'all do. We all do. We want to try to do the best we can to help you live, work out that gift. Thanks, Steve. Yes. Steve. Hey, the screen's open. Somebody come on in. Or, you know, I'm all by myself. Hey, Coach. One yes. thing. I found a perfect antidote to, uh, to Drag Queen Story Hour. What's- Ready, guys? USS Liberty Story Hour. I'm going to do it myself. So you guys follow me. All 50 states. Go to your schools and teach the kids about the USS Liberty, why they hid it from everybody. That's how we beat these freaks. Boom. Yeah, well, they're keeping a lot of stuff from us, Vinny. We know that, man. We're keeping a lot of stuff. Let me show you something. This made me feel really, really good. This is what's going to happen. Pull up a Grace Lyons. Grace Lyons. You say, who's Grace Lyons? Well, I want you to watch Grace Lyons. This girl, uh, um, <clears throat> Oklahoma just won the national championship in softball. And uh, there must be a revival going on over there. But this is Grace Lyons reads her dear softball letter. 
And I, I believe whether we realize it or not, there is a generation coming behind us who many of them, they're, they're, they're done with this phony stuff that's going on. They're done with it. And uh, I think we can't, we can't lose hope. Next generation. Go ahead. Play that. 247. Dear Softball, I fell in love with you when I was a little girl, always carrying around my glove, throwing tennis balls off the wall, and hitting with my dad in the park. I played with the boys when there was no softball, and then finally switched over once recruiting started. And that's when it started to get serious. I hungered for competition and strived for excellence. But for a while, you were something that my hands had such a tight grip on. My identity was tied so tightly to a game that leads to failure almost all of the time, and I rode the roller coaster of emotions. Then I met Jesus. I learned I have a loving Father who died for my sins and has a plan for my life, a plan to give me a hope and a future. My perspective changed when I realized you were just something I did, not who I was. Jesus tells me who I am, and I wanted to bring this light into the softball world and play the game differently. I was so blessed to have the opportunity to attend the best university in the country and play for the best program imaginable. Yes, winning a few national championships and winning some personal honors is amazing, and I will never take that for granted. But it is so much greater than what goes on on that dirt. First, I have met some of my best friends and my future husband at OU. Praise the Lord. But even more so, the Lord has given me a platform to shine a light that the world tries to dim. The expectation is to idolize you, and the promise is that true joy comes from reaching a goal that you have put all of your effort into. Yes, we as Christians are expected to work hard at all that we do for Christ, but the real victory has already been won on the cross, Jesus dying for my sin and saving me. Because of this, I have an eternal hope that allows me to play your game free with fullness of joy that comes only from the Lord. With this mindset, I have played the most joyful softball the last five years. What's crazy is that this joy doesn't come after big wins, home runs, championships, etc., because all of those things will fade away. I am filled with a steadfast joy when I see one of my teammates decide to get baptized and become a sister in Christ. I will never forget worshiping with my teammates, singing the song Nobody in center field after winning the second national championship. God is so awesome. My prayer when I started college was that I could be a vessel that the Lord uses in his kingdom to bring others to know him. As I leave college softball, I pray that others can know how loved they are by the creator of the world and that Jesus can use you in mighty ways. You just need to be willing and obedient. I'll end with one of my favorite verses, Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Sincerely, Grace Lyons. Mm. Hmm. So what's your gift? What's your, what's your gift? To me, that's going to be, that'll be the saddest. <clears throat> I have this, have, I have this vision. I don't know if that's the right word. We're all going to stand before the Lord. He's going to wipe away every tear. <clears throat> no more, you know, we all know that story, right? But I, <clears throat> I've thought a couple of times what it's going to be like. When I stand before the Lord, <clears throat> takes me by the hand or however that works, who knows, whatever that's even like. And we walk around or my time before him comes and he, he rolls back the scroll and says, Coach, man, look at all the great things you did and crown for this and crown for this and crown for this. And then I'm going to look around and say, golly, 
If I'd only known, I could have done so much more. And I think one of the saddest things for all of us is when we cross across those pearly gates and we come safely sliding in the home plate. And all we ever did was just slide across home plate. That's really all we did. And when we get on the other side, we'll understand the magnificence of who he is, what it was all about. And with a regret, we'll look over our back shoulder and say, oh, my God, what I could have done. We call that in football. Amen. We call that in football, leaving it all on the field. Are you doing that? Some of you don't even know there is a field. Some of you don't even know there's a game. Some of you don't even know that there's a position that you play. That's a great tragedy in American Christianity. Because the great commission and the great commitment is what? Go into all the world. You and me. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Go and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And the opposition comes along and just lies to you and tells you, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not educated enough. You're not anointed enough. You sit in your prayer closet and 30 years pass away. And uh, I just pray that you wake up. Understand there's something you can do. Kathleen, you can come and wash dishes. You can come and wipe white tables. Hey, you can share videos. Hey, there's always something that you can do. can always make a difference. And it's going to be, this is why it's grace. It's why it's grace, because some of you, some of us will have done a whole lot more than others. But we all get into the same place, right? So if you know you're going to get in either by sliding into second, or hitting a home run, I say start swinging for the fences. Figure out what it is you can do and go do it. Go do it with all your might. At the end of the day, know this, that you're not doing it for the applause of a man, but you're doing it for the applause of two nail-scarred hands. And Steve Deck sitting right over when he lays his head on his pillow, he knows he served. He had a gift and he used it. Man, you can't get any more satisfaction than that, right? You can't. So I just want to encourage you. I want to thank all of you who donated and those of you who came and washed dishes and those who came and just, and it, it, it's overwhelming. So uh, thanks to all of you. And uh, don't miss next year. By the way, we want to come to your town. You be, you be the street straw that stirs the drink. We want to come and do an event in your town that you can invite people to. You can expand the kingdom right where you live. This is a, what do they call that? A uh, benevolent dictatorship here at Coach Dave Live. We want to serve you. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for all your support. See you tomorrow.